everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Discovering Humanity in Health podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Dr. O, with us today. So, Dr. O, could you please introduce yourself for us, talk about your medical specialty and education? Okay, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, so, just a little bit more information about me. So, um, my name is Dr. O. Uh, I am a resident currently in family medicine uh, at the DMC Sinai Grace Hospital here in Detroit. Um, and I'm on the track focusing on subspecializing in sports medicine, also an interest in lifestyle medicine. Uh, so prior to becoming a physician, I grew up in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and from there, that's kind of where my interest in medicine started. And I went on to do undergrad at the University of Notre Dame um, and uh, right on the border of Indiana and uh, Michigan. And after that, I had some experience um, in graduate work, uh, graduate school in DC at Georgetown University. Um, and then I also uh, did uh, my MPH in um, Master of uh, Public Health in University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth, Texas. And then after that, I went to medical school. Uh, it's an American-based medical school in the Caribbean called St. George's University School of Medicine. Um, and that's where I got my medical degree in MD. Um, and from there, I uh, had a chance to do, you know, lots of different clerkships and rotations around the country and um, ended up here. And this is where I matched. So um, it's kind of a little bit uh, about me in terms of my background in education. And prior to becoming a physician, you know, I was an avid, like, athlete, um, definitely was uh, into personal training. I've taught, I've you know, studied abroad in different countries. So I have a lot of different interests, but I felt like, um, you know, some of my interests that I have right now from lifestyle medicine to sports medicine have kind of been a culmination of my past experiences growing up and kind of what I'm hoping to do in the future. That sounds great. Thank you. So could you tell us about why you wanted to pursue a career in the medical field and what hopes and dreams did you have for this career? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, I would say definitely uh, my my background and um, my parents being in the medical field. Uh, my mom's an eye doctor, and then my uh, stepdad growing up was a psychiatrist. Uh, he was also an attending physician uh, prior um, to um, you know moving to Texas. So having that background, I was kind of exposed to you know what it means to be a physician and um, you know, and they never really forced me into medicine, but I would say that that had a major part in um, me kind of being introduced to it. Um, and when I got into high school, uh, I was fortunate enough to do a program called Health Occupational Students of America. It's a health occupational program for high school students. Um, you know, I was actually had to do it at two different high schools, like in my main high school, and then had to travel to a separate high school in town to participate in it. And then um, from there, I kind of had the exposure of uh, seeing different medical specialties. And what I saw with the medicine is, you know, with medicine, you really have the opportunity to craft and create your own career into what you want it to be. 
Um, I mean, it's not really as rigid as, you know, people like to think, but it's, you know, you have such a wealth of knowledge just about, you know, interacting with humans on different levels that you can really take so much knowledge that you've accumulated throughout the years of your education and you can do so much of it. Um, and you can be very independent um, and it makes you a very, very independent and uh, strong-willed and ambitious individual that, um, you know, anything that you kind of like have a skill in, especially, uh, you can really utilize that skill and continue to build upon it and even teach to other people, which, you know, which is very valuable. So I felt like um, in medicine, you know, I, I value the aspect of, you know, interacting with people, teaching, you know, being some sort of guide or teacher to people, um, taking my own interest in, you know, personal health and, um, you know, working with uh, a variety of populations um, and just kind of shaping that into something that I really wanted to make my passion and purpose in. So I think that's well, one of the main reasons why I wanted to pursue a career in medicine. And you said your, your second part of the question was? What hopes and dreams you had for this career? Um, in terms of my hopes and dreams, I mean, I, I really just wanted to, I hope that I could just really find a purpose in what I was doing. You know, I think a lot of people go into different careers for, you know, wrong reasons. I feel like when you're going into a career and you're choosing your career, you need to go into something that first and foremost, you have a passion for. Um, it has to feel like something that you, you know, almost doesn't feel like work. I mean, you have to definitely be dedicated towards doing it, but it's something that you you kind of feel in your inside of yourself that like, okay, this is something that I'm hungry for, to learn more about, to do more, to do more of, or to, you know, kind of take and make it my own thing and give influence and, you know, some sort of positive aspect to other people. So um, sometimes people will go into, you know, certain fields because like, okay, their, their parents wanted them to do it or, you know, um, it's, you know, they're making a certain amount of money, but when they get into it, it's just redundant. They have no passion for it. It's just something that they're just feeling like they're just, you know, surviving and getting through day by day. Um, you know, it's when you have a career, you should have something or um, that you have, like I said, a purpose for and it's like something that you want to continue to build upon and get better on every, every day. You know, if you're just going through and doing a job and, you know, working and you're, you're just kind of feel like from the start to the, you know, from the right from the beginning, whenever you start doing it, you have no dreams or aspirations of improving or, you know, bringing some sort of influence, whether it be to yourself or to, you know, other people or even to your family. And it's just something that you're doing just to get by day to day, then, you know, obviously I feel like you know, that's something that you're not really going to be fulfilled with. So um, that's definitely something that I hoped in when I got into the field of medicine. I wanted to make something that I can, you know, at the end of the day, be, be my own person and be my own like boss. I really didn't have to, you know, I wouldn't say answer to anybody, but I'd say like I could be more independent and shaping my own career into what I want to do and 
at the end of the day, um, you know, whatever I've built upon when it's all said and done, I can feel satisfied with it and leave something to, you know, either other people or to my family that they can carry on and, you know, it's going to have a large impact, you know. So that's definitely something that I really um, hope to, to gain when I went into medicine. Thank you. That was really interesting to hear. Could you tell us a little bit about the environment you work in and like the patients you work with? Okay, so um, I work in uh, the Detroit area as well as the surrounding um, suburbs, but it's Northwest Detroit. So uh, our clinic services uh, mainly, you know, Medicare and um, Medicaid patients who are underserved populations, predominantly African American, but it's also a variety of populations from the Middle Eastern to South Asian and. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a very diverse population here that we serve in uh, working within the DMC network. Uh, we see a variety of pathologies and different diseases. So, um, you know, for me as a general medicine, family uh, medicine physician, also one who's also interested in, you know, sports medicine and things like that. So uh, we are exposed to different services in the medical field because we're uh, required to interact with patients with different um, pathologies. So from one month, you know, I could be in, uh, for example, next week, I'll be starting in the um, internal medicine uh, inpatient floor. So during that time, I'm going to be working with more um, acute patients who are being admitted from the emergency room for a variety of medical reasons from, you know, uh, oncology, cancer, neurological uh, diseases, um, acute diseases um, that need management and require um, interaction from different fields of people, whether it be social work, uh, whether it be from different specialties like cardiology, neurology, uh, gastroenterology, um, or even um, you know nutrition consults. So it's it's a it's a it's an integrated um, team concept, and when you're working in the inpatient floors, where you're um, having to manage so many different things, and um, you know, my, when, when I go to the clinic, it's more so me just having a, you know my own patients that are on my list and uh, addressing the, the variety of their conditions that they they're coming in for, um, and um, you know, counseling them and making sure that I'm uh, following what the, up with them you know, and um, in anything that they're um, needing as far as their health conditions. So um, it just depends, you know, when I'm in the emergency room working as a ER doctor or urgent care or express care, uh, I'm doing one thing and I'm working on an acute thing. If I'm in, um, you know, like the ortho orthopedic uh, clinic or sports medicine clinic, then I'm doing something else where it's just more sports related with people with injuries. So I think that's um, an interesting thing about, especially my, at least my program, my specialty at our hospital is that we're exposed to so many different things and we see so many different pathologies. So it just really prepares you as a physician and uh, wherever you go in your practice, you, you feel more comfortable, um, you know, treating patients. That's great, thank you so much.
Next, I want to talk a little bit about your medical school. Like, could you talk about how competitive was your medical school and how competitive were the people around you? My medical school was extra competitive. I would have to just tell you that. Um, anybody who went to uh, medical school in the Caribbean, especially one of the American medical schools in the Caribbean, uh, can definitely vouch for what I'm saying. Um, everybody's very competitive. It's, um, I would say it's a very cutthroat environment and not necessarily, I mean, in terms of uh, the school in itself, um, you know, the school definitely gives us a lot, gave us a lot of resources and prepared us very well. But at the same time, you're in an environment where there's only a certain limited amount of spots that they're reserving, you know, for clinical rotations once you're done with your first two years of basic sciences. So obviously there's a weeding out process. You know, if you're not gonna make the grades and you're not gonna make it, you're, they're gonna send you right out the door. I mean, you're, you know, you, um, you come there in hopes of, you know, coming back and getting your degree. Um, but at the end of the day, everybody knows somebody's gonna have to go. And um, if you don't meet the grades and you're gonna have to go in for our school, um, we didn't really have very many grades um, per semester. So for us, we had maybe one uh, or three tests uh, throughout the semester that comprised your grade. So we had, um, it's like a, it was like a huge quiz at the beginning, like a, almost like a pre-test quiz. And then we had our midterm and then we had our final. And those were the three grades that you got for a class um, to comprise your final grade. Uh, so if you at any point possibly, you know, didn't do well on your midterm or your final, because those were the, you know, two heaviest weighted grades, then, you know, you weren't going to make it. So, or it's going to be very hard for you to make it in, or you might have, to, you might have had to uh, decelerate a term. So it was definitely a very competitive uh, environment. Uh, people studied very hard, um, even despite being on the Caribbean, you know, you know, there is a kind of misconception that like, okay, everybody's just going to be, you know, enjoying themselves, not taking anything seriously, but uh, on the contrary, you know, people really buckled down, studied very hard. Um, you had to be very, very dedicated and disciplined, especially in that type of environment where you're, you're you know, away from your family um, in a different country and you really don't know anybody. So you have people coming from, you know, different countries, not even just the US, um, you know, whether it be from Canada to Europe to Latin America. India, Africa, so um, they all came there with the same goal. Um, they're all away from the family. Um, so you really have to have the winning mindset to like, hey, this is my goal. Um, you know, I'm going to go through hell, right? But in order for you to get that win, you're going to have to accept that you're going to have to go through hell and um, put yourself through uh, a process that you're going to have to um, train yourself to accumulate a lot of knowledge and make it to where it's almost second nature to you and um, continue that process and um, enjoy the, the, the end result of that process because that's, you know, a lot of people can sometimes be burnt out by that, but they, they lose sight of the, 
what's what's the what's the goal? What are you trying to get out of this? And um, as long as you can um, have a strong, positive mindset and keep yourself afloat and surround yourself with people who are going to be working towards your your own benefit, then you know those are the type of people who made it. So yeah, it definitely was a very competitive environment, but at the same time, it was a beautiful environment because you, you know once you finish exams and um, you had a little bit of downtime. People were able to go out. It's, it's, a, it's an island. You know, you're in the perfect area. You're close to South America, um, other island, Caribbean islands. Uh, you can travel. You can. There's lots of different restaurants and social activities you could do down there. So um, it was a definitely interesting contrast from going from being a very you know rigorous academic environment when you're just studying and uh, you know making sure you're doing well in your exams and accumulating your knowledge and utilizing that knowledge. And then at the same time, you're, whenever you're done, you can, you know, like a really beautiful and social environment that you can kind of go out, interact with people and make new friends. So it was cool. I loved it. That's great. Thank you. Sounding from your experience definitely sounds like it required a lot of hard work. Yeah. For our next question, I want to talk to you about, since a lot of our viewers are from high school, how okay. highly do you think they should consider the fact of like balancing your personal life and your professional life? Balancing your personal life and professional life. So I get this question a lot and I always give my own interesting take on the concept like balancing your personal life and um, your kind of like your career life. So whenever you're working towards something that you're very passionate about, you shouldn't be thinking about giving balance in terms of giving equal weight. You should think about in terms of prioritization because whenever you're working towards a goal or dedicated towards a purpose, there really is no like balance, right? Because if you're really dedicated towards something, you're going to be trying to give most or, you know, majority of your attention uh, towards working towards that goal. So I, I want people to kind of, especially high school students to get into the mindset of and understanding the concept of prioritization. So you have to look at things that are going on in your life from whether it be from your you know things and aspirations you want to achieve in your purpose to things and aspirations um you know with your family your friends uh your social life your hobbies and you really have to um first and foremost put yourself at the forefront right You're, you have to look at your, you know look at yourself and put yourself at the forefront I know people think that's selfish, but at the end of the day, you know, when it's all said and done, this is your life, it's your career. These are things that you're gonna have to live with day in and day out. And you wanna be accountable for, you know, where you are and not having to regret anything and say, and point a finger like, oh, hey, you, you, you're the one who kind of like took me away from this, or only if I did this at this time, I could have done more or, I gave too much energy to this, but you want to make sure that you're putting yourself first and foremost at the forefront. And that includes, you know, 
you know, you're, you're finding out what your purpose and your, your goals are in life, putting them at, at the forefront, keeping your health, you know, uh, at the forefront, because, you know, without your health, you know, you could do, you know, you can try and dream about so many different things, but if you're not healthy, you're not keeping yourself healthy, whether it be just, you know, physically, mentally, healthily, uh, then all those goals that you're trying to plan out and all these elaborate plans you have in your mind, they just don't mean anything. It's, it's just, it's just garbage, right? So, you know, that, and then at the same time, obviously you have to have, you know, you know, after that comes, you know, your, your family, and then, you know, any type of hobbies you can do to, um, you know, kind of unwind and, and be yourself and relax. So if you can kind of prioritize, you know, or work on prioritizing your life in those aspects, and um, instead of focusing on time management, I like to say you should working on uh, work on managing your focus. So, you know, people always say like, oh, I got to manage my time. I got to manage my time. I got to do this and that and that's, and then they get so focused with managing their time that they rush through things haphazardly and they really don't uh, do things in a way that should be focused. So if you can kind of work on managing your focus um, and with, you know, based upon your prioritization uh, and you'll find out like, okay, you're going to become more efficient. And just as long as you're just dedicated and focused towards, you know, doing one task after another, taking it, you know, one thing at a time and then um, recognizing, okay, there's only a certain amount of hours a day. I can't control time, but I can control my focus and towards these different things. Let me allocate, you know, my focus during my day um, towards these prioritized uh, tasks that I need to do or uh, aspects of my life that I need to focus on. So if you do that, then, I mean, and you work on that day in, day out, you'll you'll um, eventually get to a point where, you know, you're satisfied with how you've, uh, you know, you're doing things. And um, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's all you can do. Like you. Um, you can't uh, control time. You can't give equal balance, complete equal balance to everything in your life. Um, but you can um, manage your focus and um, focus on prioritization of things that you want out of your life. Thank you. I'm sure a lot of our high school students would definitely benefit from that. So for my next question and our last question, I want to ask, if you could give any piece of advice based on like your experiences in one sentence, what would that be? Bet on yourself and don't set any limits on your potential. And the reason why I said I say that is because, you know, so many people when you're going through um, a difficult goal in your life. You'll have, you know, many people who are doubting you um, from the outside. But at the end of the day, um, nobody can vouch for you and what you can do except yourself. You, you alone know your own potential. You alone know, you alone know um, how far you can go in your life and doing a certain thing. 
Um, and instead of setting a limit on whatever your potential is, keep it open, keep your options open and your don't set any limits on, um, you know, goals or plans that you have. Uh, you can kind of structure yourself into a way that, okay, other people are doing this in a certain way. Um, there's nothing that says that I can, I can't try to do it in this way, just because, you know, people before, uh, have been doing it in this way doesn't mean that I necessarily have to be in this way. I believe that I have these goals and I have these skills that I can take it this way. So, um, you know, as long as you're keeping that mindset and, uh, you're keeping a, like a hungry attitude to continue to improve yourself day in, day out, you know, in some aspect, I know everybody obviously has like, you know, uh, a capacity and time and, um, you know, energy, but um, you can always, you know, try to improve at something. And um, when you're seeking out a purpose in your life, don't try to, you know, just do what everybody else is doing. Try to think for yourself. Because um, when you're going through medicine, especially, you know, when you're going through school, you're accumulating so much knowledge. And that knowledge tells you what to think. But at the end of the day, whenever you're a healthcare professional, you want to get to the point where you're not just knowing what to think, you know how to think for yourself. And how to think, how thinking for yourself works is that you're taking that knowledge that you've learned and accumulated and you're making it your own personal thing and you're making it into your own craft and you're, you're being successful at that. So um, that's my piece of advice to students. Uh, and I hope that helps. And, um, and I, was, I really appreciate you inviting me here. If anybody has any more questions afterwards, they can feel free to, you know, um, follow me and message me on my uh, Instagram at uh, Dr. OMD. Um, and I also have my own service, the lifestyle of a resident service that helps, um, you know, upcoming healthcare professionals, whether it be from pre-med students to medical students or people applying for residency, giving them advice on the different aspects of you know, networking, marketing themselves, interviewing, um, and um, just any general advice that they want to have. So um, I'm open and I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. O, for being here with us. And thank you to all of our listeners for listening to this podcast. And that concludes this episode of Discovering Humanity and Health. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out other episodes at www.humanityandhealth.org.